When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel boom you can't get fooled again hey what's up everyone how you doing ben kissel here hanging out with fernando hi ben and travis irvine hi ben it's great to be back from across the pod i gotta say they're screwed too everyone's suffering <laughs> yeah. so we're all together in that <laughs> Woo. that list trust gal holy hell 45 days i could have done that wow i could have lasted 46 i could have done it all you gotta do is go on vacation for a month and come back and don't talk for 16 days there you go. i could have totally lasted longer she than killed she does queen and that was it yeah the prime minister over there is no longer liz truss all right well let's stick to american politics shall we we have a bunch of sound bites we're going to play some of the debates that took place this week interesting stuff my god fetterman indeed i heard a lot of people or read a lot of people criticizing john fetterman for his debate performance of course the man suffered a stroke did the best he could, but I'm even upset with the haters because I didn't see one person say what I would have said had I hated him, although I don't hate him because policy matters. And to be honest with you, I want my senators quiet. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love the idea of a senator that just doesn't speak and just creates proper legislation because from that perspective, he absolutely crushed the evil wizard that is Oz. Oh, my Of God, course, yes. from the perspective mm-hmm. of performance, mm-hmm. naturally, Dr. Oz came across perhaps smoother, although I also mm. think much more smug. Smarmy, too. Ugh. But if you were going to criticize John Fetterman, John Stutterman. Come Aww. on, guys. Get it together. Yeah. I didn't see one person it's say really John good. Stutterman. Bye, oh, oh, oh. It's really good, Ben. Really Come good. on. Hello. They can't even make fun of this man properly. Anyway, <laughs> right. we're going to go into some details on some of these debates. Val Demings, Marco Rubio. We had an interesting soundbite from Charlie Crist regarding Ron DeSantis. He's so horny to run for president. <laughs> you can almost smell the lipstick stains on his face as he's kissing oh. Adam, uh, Madam Mercer as she's telling him she's going to give him tens of millions of dollars. And all he has to do is go have sex with her for the night. All right. right. But before we do that, we have a smattering of other news as well. Ted Cruz, Mm. he went to Yankee Stadium because what's more, what's, what's more 
evident yeah. of what a turncoat hypocrite Ted Cruz is. Gotta stick it to the libs. Than the fact he went to the Yankees game. And sat right behind home plate. I had to watch the ball game while looking at Ted Cruz the whole damn time. <laughs> Absolutely. Ted Cruz, he was flicked off a whole bunch of times. It was the Yankees versus the Houston Astros. Even if he wasn't a complete and utter schmuck who supports a man who called his wife ugly, he still would have been... Maybe cursed that a little bit and booed. You don't want to go into Yankee Stadium and like the opposing team, but nothing would have been like the assault or the abuse that he received. Not assault, <laughs> no. the abuse he received. No, the only by assault the wonderful by the wonderful fans. The only in assault New York. he got was on his peanuts. Absolutely, ball game joke. So he was the, cruising for a bruising there. Well, I don't know what the hell he was doing. It goes to show you again. How does someone like this support someone who, again, called his father uh, the killer of John F. Kennedy and called his <laughs> wife a fat pig? How does he support someone like Donald Trump? Well, he's a cuck. Oh. And that is exactly what we saw at Yankee Stadium. Ted Cruz receiving the hate with such unbelievable horniness. He almost, you get the feeling like this is what he goes to sleep and dreams about happening. Oh, sure. Most of us, we like to entertain. Mm -hmm. I like to get laughs. Occasionally, I get a jeer or a boo if I mention I'm in Chicago and I say, go back, go. They say, this is Chicago's territory. And to you, I say, we both suck. Right. <laughs> but with Ted Cruz, he was sitting there almost <laughs> marinating like a horny hot dog in a, in a liquid boil bath. Yeah. What is wrong with this man? Oh, so Get much. out of here. Yeah, so much is wrong. He also went on The View the next day to yell at all of those women and oh. promote some book that he's... I mean, I don't even... I didn't even watch that clip. That's how you know sick what? I was of looking at Ted Cruz's face because I watched him for four hours in the ballgame. They all deserve it. Yeah. Ted Cruz on The View, every single one of them should be forced to hang out every single day mm. because every single one oh, of them deserves to be at an awkward dinner party. The same feeling they give your living room they send to your living room right. every single episode. See, that is a show I would watch is Ted Cruz living with the view. It's like real world, uh, but not real and not any part of the real world. You, you see, I love a good heckle. Sure. You know, I, I love being a good heckle, you know, a good silly heckle. Or silly I love, heckle. you know, I love a nice silly heckle on me. Sure. But it's Ted Cruz was it wasn't about enjoying that. He was literally like marinating in the fact that people mm. don't like these libs don't like me. Yeah. I'm, and I'm and you know, New York libs. you know, the unbelievable liberal element that uh, goes to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> oh, sure. Whenever yeah, I want to think of politically correct mm. individuals, exactly. I always say go it's to a baseball <laughs> game and you're not going to hear anything controversial. No, these are red-blooded American sports mm -hmm. fans who love America's oldest game that is baseball, the crack of the bat, the swing of the booze, the <laughs> smell of the popcorn, mm. and the hearing of the booze if you're Ted Cruz. What a great reminder how Ted Cruz does not represent the majority of the American mm -hmm. people, specifically people who go and want to enjoy the oldest game, America's pastime. Mm. Baseball. Mm. If you get booted at a baseball game, you might as well be born in Canada. Whoa! <laughs> Much like Call Ted it. Cruz was. <laughs> All right. Before we get to some Senate, uh, before we get to some uh, Senate debates hearing and some gubernatorial debates, uh, I want to talk about one area in the country mm. is North Carolina. Oh. We've been discussing a lot on gerrymandering, redistricting. How does it change the uh, electoral map? In this case, it's interesting. It might end up helping the Democratic Party. There's a dude named Wiley Nickel. He's a Democrat, what? and he's running against a dude named Bo Hines. And in true North Carolina form, 
There's an open seat because a dude named Ted Bud is now running for Senate, so the seat is vacant. So it's Wiley, it's Bo, and it's Bud. Yeah, they got a lot of fun names there in North Carolina politics. Wiley Nickel, I'm running against Crazy Dime. And we got that libertarian candidate. He's a wacky penny. Oh, I love a good wacky penny. So Carolina's 13th district. In the past election, it was very partisan. It was plus 38 for the Republican Party. Now, because the district has been redrawn, it's only plus three for the Republican Party. And again, in an open seat race, it truly does. uh, It's predictive. This is truly a toss up. Yes. Because obviously, once you get in, as we know with these crusty politicians, they stay there because once the money goes in, once they make the connections they have to make, they're basically grandfathered into the seat for as long as they uh, don't go to a Minneapolis bathroom and try to get a blowjob. Sure, yes. As Larry Craig, Idaho senator, tried to do in 2008, I would also throw in another North Carolina congressman, Madison Cawthorn, because oh. he lost his primary, so he's done. Madison Cawthorn, a man who I thought he was in the military because of the uh, wheelchair confinement. No diss on that, obviously. But no, he was just a complete and utter party boy. He was a total jackass and a moron. (laughs) And uh, the best thing he ever did was all those saucy, saucy lingerie pictures. Oh, fun. (laughs) So this is what Nickel had to say. I haven't heard about this guy. Did a little research on him today. Seems like a man who is giving uh, Bo a run for his money. He says, I'll stand up to the extremes in both parties to get things done, like increasing funding for police and cutting taxes for the middle class while lowering health care and prescription costs. So, again, he's running in North Carolina. At best, this is a purple district, giving some uh, giving some red meat to the people who perhaps would like to see more funding for police officers, but then also coming in with more of a liberal idea of reducing health care costs and prescription costs and talking about cutting taxes for the middle class, which I think is bipartisan at this point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of context here in these North Carolina congressional races with the redistricting process that you mentioned, Ben, North Carolina was able to do more fair redistricting uh, than the past. I mean, like you said, Hmm. these used to be safe Republican districts. Now it's just a three point toss up. Um, And the reason they were able to do that is because the Democratic controlled uh, North Carolina Supreme Court uh, was actually able to reject the partisan gerrymandering of the Republican state legislature, therefore uh, drawing fairer districts, which is a much different process than you have in states like Florida, Mm -hmm. Ohio, where uh, the Republicans were basically able to control the entire districting process and draw the maps to be more favorable towards the Republicans, but very unfairly. Okay. So that is North Carolina's 13th district. Check out that race. That's going to be another one to look out for on November 8th. Mm. The elections are right around the corner, and this could have a significant impact on the House of Representatives. And, of course, mm. it's control. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, so many races hang in the balance because of redistricting. North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, even New Hampshire is getting a little crazy up there. And they only have four congressional seats. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is according to Spectrum News' Reuben Jones. He wrote on North Carolina's 13th. Uh, he says this is, quote, one of the limited number of swing districts around the country, which is such a sad statement. And it is true. Mm-hmm. So both national parties are focusing on it with control of the U.S. House potentially hinging on the outcome. So if you're North Carolina, you're in District 13. This election's exciting. We talk about how all politics are local. 
and get out there and support uh, the candidate that you think is best. But I got to say, man, at this point, North Carolina, uh, they need some help economically. And you wonder if more of the same, which, of course, this seat previously was held by Republican Ted Budd, would be in its best interest. Maybe a little change, maybe a little bit of wily behavior. Oh, get things done in are. a positive way because we need to help the shrinking middle class. Well, speaking of help, just uh, in a couple of policy areas here from the people who are already elected, Joe Biden, he wants to take on junk fees mm-hmm. as a part of his plan to combat inflation. Hmm. I'm all for it. We mm-hmm. all know it. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. It's 101. You get a uh, you buy an album on Apple. It's 9.99. And all of a sudden, the bill comes. It's 14.23, and Whoa. you're like, what happened? What where happened? where did all that money go? Billions and billions of dollars are spent every single year. It's a uh, hurting middle-class families all across this country and obviously people who are having a difficult time making ends meet all around. Uh, So this would be a step in the right direction. It's taking real money out of the pockets of Americans, according to Joe Biden. And right now, uh, as we see what's going on at the grocery store, it's not getting any cheaper. Hopefully the price of gas can go down, but OPEC really sucker punched Biden uh, with dealings when it came to uh, Saudi Arabia and their dealings with Russia. Of course, when we talk about Russia having a lot of gas, it's natural gas, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about with Pennsylvania and John Mm. Fetterman sort of uh, dipping his toe into the idea of fracking for the first time. An interesting moment in that debate, which we'll get to here in a second. But the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is taking new steps to eliminate billions in banking fees, hidden charges, and added fees on cable bills, airline tickets, and hotel bookings. Hell yeah. Finally, stepping up. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction because, I mean, all of us have seen that they're not so hidden once the uh, (laughs) total comes. Right, of course, yeah. And this is what the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was meant to do. It was meant to go after those hidden fees. And for the most part, they've been able to claw back and get back uh, millions, if not billions, back from these big, you know, international banking companies for just everyday folks who, like you said, little 99 cent fees here and there. Eventually, they all add up. Absolutely. What you said, banking, uh, banking, what gets millions of dollars from this? Every oh, billions, billions, dude. Billions, billions and billions mm, of yeah, dollars. Man, billions I mean, of all of all of us. At some point in our life, we were more susceptible to overdrafting than others. Yes. And, you know, we were talking before the show. If you got if you're overdrafted by a buck, they're going to charge you thirty five dollars now at Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's such a scam. Yeah. It makes it so hard to be broke in this country. Right. Everyone's like, well, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But if you're in quicksand, you can't really run anywhere anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it does. It keeps you broke because then when your paycheck does come through. They gouge it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to pull up your boob straps when they're deep in the quicksand. You Absolutely. can't even reach them. We covered this topic in uh, Ed Larson's documentary, How America Killed My Mother. Mm-hmm. His poor mom, Mama Kathleen, that's what she was hit with. And she would get hit with these these fees, these overdraft fees, every single, because you go under, then every time you spend again, you get hit with another fee. And it's not just when you spend. Because they will continue to process the overdraft exactly. fee again and, and, and again, again. Up to and three again. times they found. Up to three times. Mm-hmm. So then figure, so that's 35, 35, that's 70. We're at a we're at 105 bucks. Yes. And it's just because your banks put you in a hole. And you figure you get a paycheck that week for 210 bucks. You got 100 bucks. I have a feeling you might be overdrafting again. Right. It's a vicious cycle. So hopefully Biden can do something about that. And this administration can rein in. 
uh, corrupt corporate policies, there's a reason the print is fine. Mm -hmm. If they weren't lying, it would be a nice 12-point font. (laughs) And it would say, this is what we're telling you. This is what the facts are. This is how much you're going to be paying. Instead, they flash the big numbers in front of you. $3.99, $3.99. And then, of course, in reality, it's 10 bucks at least. And you don't know what happened until it's too late because you already bought the damn thing. Ah, damn it. And, I mean, you're just talking about me spending an extra dollar. What if it's an emergency? What if I need to buy baby formula or exactly. I need to get a new tire? You know, mm-hmm. something I'm stuck somewhere. Absolutely. That, that will kill me. And I'm just trying I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to feed my kid, Ben. Well, and you wonder why people aren't going to work because they're, it doesn't. It's not cost effective. Right. You know, right. as these corporations love inflation, they're talking about how we can work more right. hours, more jobs for less pay, how the poor economy is actually good for business. I mean, it's nauseating. Right. One, what you, all of us are not, to, you know, I'm a little bit blessed now, but, uh, you know, so many people are one flat tire away from being fucked. Absolutely. And it's not right. Right. Meanwhile, the top 1%, they've increased their wealth by $5 trillion exactly. since the pandemic. That's just two years ago. So 100% in favor. Hopefully Biden can do something on that with the Consumer Protections uh, Bureau, which, yeah, you're right. We should hear from them more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they really, there's a lot that they could be doing. Right. That was an Obama project. That was an Elizabeth Warren project. And it was actually a, a former Ohio attorney general who I ran against in 2018, right. Rich Cordray, who was supposed to be the head of it. And the Republicans blocked his nomination so long that the bureau didn't have enough teeth right. to do anything. And that's why, like, when they use the scarlet letter S, socialism, mm. it's not socialist. That's so, but they'll just be like, they're trying to control corporations. It's like, no, we're being robbed. Yeah, and we're trying to get the money back. Please, freaking God. Also, in uh, news that I am in favor of, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, initially we dissed him because he did not sign the farm worker labor bill. Uh, He has now signed it just two days before the deadline would expire. Biden and other union leaders uh, asked him to do so, and he did end up signing AB 21. 83, Newsom struck a deal with the UFW and the California Labor Federation to support new legislation next year that would do away with mail-in elections, leaving farm workers with the simpler option to unionize commonly called card check. It is a victory for labor groups after the governor vetoed similar legislation last year. Business groups uh, such as the California Chamber of Congress and Western Growers Association, they did not like the bill. They decried the measure as, quote, a move to tilt farm workers unions elections in the UFW's favor. Mm. So basically what this means is when you hear, oh, they're not going to allow mail in ballots. What does that mean? Well, the people that are going to be voting are the actual people who are working. It's not going to be the bureaucrats. It's not going to be the people who have the corporate interest in mind. It's actually going to be the labor force voting tangibly in person. Mm. So that is why they say it's going to skew more for UFW and the workers. And of course, we have to remember, without the workers, we don't have anything. We don't have avocado toast. Ah. And you don't get your raspberries for your sexual acts with your <laughs> girlfriend. So it's important that we respect the people who are often forgotten, it, such as farm workers who are crucial to this country. And there's no denying it takes a long time for them to get labor rights because many of them, formerly undocumented, many of them Latino, exactly. and many of them people who fall through the cracks. Exactly. It seems like it's anti-intimidation because, uh, yes. you know, so that's this is very important. And, okay, it might lean towards the workers. That's fine. They're the workers, like you right. said, Ben. Yeah, right. And, and I will point out that farm organizations 
all over the United States. Ohio is the same way. They've been calling for better immigration policies because at the end of the day, uh, immigrants, yes. that's, they're, they're the ones who do the farm work. Yeah, and absolutely. so it's got to be easier for them to get here to do that work. Absolutely. And there was nothing more annoying. I remember listening to Adam Carolla a couple of years back, about eight years ago. Because I thought he was, he was interesting. He was an interesting radio personality, but he just constantly shat all over Mexicans. Uh, he would just be like, oh. "They're waiting in lines. They're looking at them. They're going to take our jobs." It's like, no, they're filling a vacuum. Yeah. They're filling a workforce. You, you want, do it. You want to go yeah. work in the sun, buddy? <laughs> oh, go yeah. pull over oh, and get Corolla. in line. Then no. you know. Yeah. So I just feel like it's one of those areas again where they're demonized on all levels. They're taking our jabs. No one wants you take the job. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, it also is a problem because they don't have as many rights. They don't have constitutional protections so many times. So they don't have to have a minimum wage. They get, you know, these corporations are able to, you know, treat them horribly, Mm -hmm. work them to death and give them two bucks an hour if fricking that. So UFW, in this case, when it comes to farm workers, absolutely needed unless we're going to stop eating. Right. right. We need to support our labor force. <laughs> exactly. Right. And California has a huge agricultural huge economy. I mean, it's, and I'm surprised Newsom even hesitated. To me, it's just like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I understand why. Yeah. It's a lot of money that was probably <laughs> right. uh, right. now out of his coffers mm-hmm. because sadly, in this political world, you might not benefit financially from helping out the labor force. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. All right. Well, speaking of strong union men, John Fetterman, let's talk about the Senate race, the debate that took place. Dr. Oz, John Fetterman, a couple of clips going viral, specifically Dr. Oz talking about how an abortion is between a doctor, a lady and local politicians, which is about as disgusting (laughs) as it gets. And then, of course, again, the performative aspect of John Fetterman, people wondering if he should have debated at all. Uh, I think... At the end of the day, um, it let us know where he's at. Yes, and i i don't I don't know if this is going to move the needle in a positive direction. I guess the main question is how much does this hurt Fetterman? Because I don't think that he gained much support, but of course he's already around fifty one percent support. You know, Doctor Oz has been hovering around forty five. But what do you guys think? Do you just the, the first question is, should John Fetterman have taken on Dr. Oz in this debate format? Yeah, I say get out there because, I mean, every single state is dealing with this right now. Obviously, Governor Mike DeWine has refused to debate. and Now he's going to yeah. cruise the victory, apparently, by double digits. Ugh. And in Fetterman's case, it was like, yeah, just go debate. But it was also like the man just suffered a stroke. He's running against a doctor who won't stop making fun of him right. for having a stroke. So I say... 
get out there, show him what you got. And I, I was very impressed, honestly, by his, uh, not just the performance itself, which they obviously did have a few different technological advancements helping him. He was able to he read just the closed captioning. Yeah, absolutely. Things like that. But at the end of the day, I thought his clip about him saying, you know, he addressed the elephant in the room yeah. and say, he, he said, I'm, I got knocked down just like a lot of the communities across Pennsylvania got knocked down mm-hmm. and I'm going to get back up again, just like we're going to get these communities back up again. I thought that was a powerful moment where it's just like all the odds are against you. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an opportunity for a comeback story. I think he represents real Americans and real Americans have yeah. situations. Things happen. We're struggling. You know, we all struggle. And um, I think that was I think that was why he needed to be there to mm-hmm. show that he is not. I, I, I love that they started calling him Mehmet Oz, not Dr. Oz, to take away the doctor. Yeah. You know, he was up there against Mehmet Oz and you needed to see it. And Mehmet mm-hmm. Oz was up there smug, you know, so proud of himself. But Fetterman was just up there working. Right. You know, he was uh, Mehmet Oz was performing. Uh, Fetterman was up there doing what he was supposed to do, debating, performing, giving us what he, how he feels about Pennsylvania. And of course he did trail off at certain parts and there was some stops and starts and there was some mashing of words as he suggested there would be beforehand. But I tend to agree with you all. All of us have known someone who has suffered a stroke or at the very least uh, they know that I'm about to. So that's good. (laughs) Um, So yeah, let's, let's take the health thing off the table. The one thing that was aggravating was like, are you going to release your health records? We can look at them. Yeah. Uh, It's okay. It's fine. Okay. Whatever. Not everything has to be known or um, some things uh, still need to be, or are allowed to be private in this world. But with that conversation of privacy, I want to talk about abortion this was really a hot button moment for the debate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Oz, of course, previously has said and under no circumstance should abortion be legal. Now, during uh, this debate, perhaps trying to reach out to more moderate Pennsylvanians, he says uh, under the case, uh, in the case of rape or incest, uh, he would uh, say abortion is okay. He also said the federal government should stay out of it. However, we're going to play a clip where he's directly asked if he would support Lindsey Graham's Senate bill for a 15 week abortion ban. And his answer, I think, is fascinating. John Fetterman, again, this is why po- it's about policy, mm-hmm. I think, does a good job answering these questions. And he has been unapologetic and he mm-hmm. has not flip flopped one bit. Mm-mm. On this, the only thing I wish that he would have been able to sort of circle a little bit back to was privacy. Whatever mm. happened to doctor patient privilege? Mm-hmm. And of course, we see the clip of Dr. Oz going viral where he wants local politicians involved in your wife's uterus or <laughs> yours. So let's play a clip that hasn't been viral. Um, it's a longer clip and it's discussing exactly this. And I just uh, I think it's interesting and uh, we'll hear from both sides. Mm -hmm. Mr. Fetterman. Yeah, I want to look into the face of every woman in Pennsylvania. You know, if you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs between you and your doctor, that's what I fight for. Roe v. Wade for me is should be the law. He celebrated when Roe v. Wade went down. And my campaign would fight for Roe v. Wade and if given the opportunity to codify it into law. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Going back to you, I want to circle back to something that you said, Mr. Oz. You mentioned the decision to regulate abortion should be something that is left up to the states. Now, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has introduced a federal bill to ban abortion after 15 weeks. I know that you've been asked about this question before. If the vote were held today, you were elected senator. 
you're on the Senate floor, the clerk calls you, there's a roll call vote. Are you a yay or a nay? How would you vote on the Lindsey Graham bill? You have 30 seconds. Lisa, I don't even need 30 seconds. I'll give you a bigger answer. I am not <laughs> oh going to support God. federal federal rules that block the ability of states to do what they wish to do. The abortion decision should be left up oh, to states, and specifically when John Fetterman You roll wants, with Doug Mastriano. John, when I'm you done, are, one, can, one John, you'll have your moment, turn, Mr. John. One moment, Mr. Fetterman. Continue, Mr. Oz. I've been very clear on my desire as a physician not to interfere with how states decide. So when John purposely, knowingly misrepresents that to women, he scares them. He's purposely trying to alarm them, and the fear-mongering isn't working. Running tens of millions of dollars of ads claiming that I'm against all abortions when he knows that's not right, claiming that I'm going to be stri strict with Pennsylvania when he knows that's not honest. I can't be any clearer that I've been on the stage today. John Fetterman, if you just hear that one story today, I'd be really happy, but I know you're not going to because you're going to go right back to telling the fables that you believe. Uh, Mr. Oz, I want a 15-second clarification. You are saying that you would leave it up to the states that the federal government does not have a role here. So are you saying you would not vote for the Lindsey Graham bill? Any bill that violates what I said, which is the federal government in interfering with the state rule on abortion, I would vote against. What I feel strongly about is that women in Pennsylvania understand what I'm saying and not believe that someone who's taking an extreme position like John Fetterman represents them, because most women do not believe that we should, at a federal level, codify 38 weeks of, of uh, permission to have an abortion and have taxpayers pay for it. So a yes or no on the Lindsey Graham bill? I think I've answered it very, very clearly oh. three times, Lisa. Okay, all right. All right, fantastic. You. By wow, not answering right. clearly. And as uh, we learned uh, with the Kavanaugh hearing, that there was so much doublespeak from Dr. Oz. And I don't believe for one second that he would not support Lindsey Graham and the 15 week abortion right. ban, which is why individuals in Georgia who are pro-life are willing to uh, hold their nose and vote for Her or Herschel Walker, a man who has paid for more abortions uh, than Margaret Sanger could ever be thankful for. <laughs> so that was one of the interesting back and forth that I thought was a key to the debate yeah, because it's about policy. Mm -hmm. right. Fetterman has never wavered on uh, his rights, uh, on reproductive rights. Again, it's about privacy. I don't know every situation. And as we know, as we've seen with draconian laws, next thing you know, you have what's happened in Ohio, in Texas, right. other places across this country where young people faced with horrific decisions are now being penalized and face prison imprisonment mm -hmm. because they want to um, do what is best for their own bodies. So, and so I did the doctors as well. And so did the doctors. Yeah. Uh, so I thought overall, when it came to policy, performative performance aside, to be, I think that's a double, uh, that's a doubly. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I thought the Fetterman stuck to his guns. He knew what policies he wanted to go with. And uh, I think, you know, overall, even with the, sort of inability to communicate as as well as he would have liked to, I think the policy still resonated through. Yes, I think so. And also, I, I think we, we were texting last night about this debate as well. I mean, he's running against Dr. Oz, this smarmy, Oprah. smug, snake Dr. oil. Dr. Oprah trained. Yeah, exactly. Snake oil salesman, Ben, you've called him that many times. It's just like, like fine, you, you look nice on TV, you know how to talk. 
It's the same deal with J.D. Vance in Ohio, Herschel Walker, kind of, I don't know, not really, <laughs> not in Georgia. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's the same Republicans making fun of Fetterman who then give exactly. Herschel Walker a exactly. blank check to say whatever. But again, it's just like, what has Dr. Oz done for Pennsylvania? Right. That's another question every Pennsylvania voter should be asking themselves. Yes, and of course, uh, the irony, of course, of Dr. Oz attempting to say that John Fetterman is someone who has been enabled by wealth of his family, is as hypocritical <laughs> oh as it God. gets. And then sadly enough, one of the reasons why candidates like Dr. Oz almost have it easier because they have the name recognition, but they don't got the record. So Fetterman has a record that he has. Now yeah. this is better. This this can be uh, for good and for bad, right? Because you're you're there. It's it's mm-hmm. it's in the ink, you know? Yeah. And so for Dr. Oz, he can be anything to anybody on any different day. And Fetterman actually has a history mm-hmm. of legislating and a history of governance. Yeah. So the one area I think that Fetterman, again, there were just some issues with the speech, but I do think uh, the college question, uh, doing away with some of the bureaucracy, I think has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain things that we can have government play a role in when it comes to reining in the costs of college mm-hmm. and the cost of higher education. And I would have liked to hear both sides talk a little bit more on that because right now the conversation is only we'll give you ten thousand dollars but it's a drop in the bucket and right. as i've said before i would like to see the tuition uh correspond with what does the position that you're going to get after college give you oh sure you know so if you're going to be a doctor maybe a little bit more but if you're going you know i to- think it should be free but that's you know that's just well me. and of course state yeah. school there are some state schools yeah. and things like absolutely uh, but then, of course, that question is, does it move the goalpost even further? So then when people get a high school education, do they no, does that no longer matter? Exactly. So there's a lot yeah. to yeah. it. But mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Exactly. And, and especially when it comes to building at home, uh, creating jobs in America, which I thought Fetterman did a good job of hitting Dr. Raz on with all of his clothing companies being made in China, yeah. just like his <laughs> Lord and Savior Donald Trump's are. Build in America, make in America, and one of the ways that we can ensure our workforce is there is through traditional job training programs and trade schools. So mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely, why not? And many of these companies should be supporting uh, the uh, people that are going to go work for them, and they should pay for their damn college. <laughs> one thing that really stood out to me is that it's obvious that Mehmet Oz doesn't understand Pennsylvania because the all. things the things he was attacking Fetterman for are things that a lot of Pennsylvanians have done. A lot of Pennsylvanians have gotten a house from a grandparent for a dollar, sure, because again. And it's inheritance and the way things work. And so it's obvious that Mehmet Oz like read an article about things that you could say against Fetterman and just attacked him on it because oh, sure. because these are things that a lot of Pennsylvanians do. These are things happening to a lot of people. He probably didn't even read the article. He just <laughs> took his talking points from his campaign team. Mm-hmm. His campaign team hopefully is from Pennsylvania because he is not. He is from New Jersey. <laughs> and of course, as we know, this race is tightening it up. Yeah. Um, it's basically a dead heat. So the one thing that Fetterman could be doing better, the emails are sad. All of his emails are like, things are bleak, things are are bad. I was like, come on, guys, let's put on a bit of a smileier face, shall we? But the money is pouring in. Dr. Oz is getting a lot of money from very limited amounts of resources, corporate money, you know, the Peter Thiel money Mm -hmm. and John Fetterman running a much more grassroots campaign. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let's move on to florida charlie christ versus ron DeSantis. this is gubernatorial charlie christ of course he's no um he's been around florida for a long time he's he's a known commodity as a matter of fact r.i.p kevin barnett and i had a chance to meet charlie christ Mm. in florida he was drinking what seemed to be some kind of wine beverage (laughs) and he was exceptionally kind and that was in saint pete's the home of O.J. Simpson, and of course, Charlie Crist. So let's play Charlie Crist speaking to Ron DeSantis and asking him a question that you think he would be able to answer. This is an example of why politicians who run for their own self-interest and run for their own political gain never care about you. They don't even care about the position they currently hold because they're looking at the at the precious like Gollum staring at the ring in front of them, as opposed to focusing on what they need to focus on, which in this case is the state of Florida struggling Mm. after Hurricane Ian. Let's play this clip. I think it's informative to the people of Florida. If you do support Ron DeSantis, it doesn't seem like you're going to have him for four years. Oh, God, it'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but who who, who is he going to put in place? Ron, you talk about Joe Biden a lot. I understand. You think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused. But you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full he, four-year Ron term looks if like you're he's elected about to governor vomit. of Florida? I hate him so much. It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. It Damn. Is a, it he is, just never answered. No, he, he did. He did. He answered. He says, the only thing I'm interested, the only old bat I'm interested in putting out to pasture is this, you know, talking about Biden. But, but the thing is that he, he's just so smug. He was doing what Mehmet Oz was doing. Is it my time yet? Is it my time yet? You know, just right. like, hmm. without a doubt. Ron DeSantis has his eyes on the White House. Absolutely. No one's denying that. It's as obvious as uh, the state of Florida looks like a penis. So we all know it's. I never noticed that. Yes, it's just, you never noticed that. It's a peninsula. American ding dong. It's a peninsula. It's a peninsula. peninsula. (laughs) So if that's not an indication to the people of Florida that Ron DeSantis does not care about you and only cares about his own only political gain. I'm not sure what else is. Let's go on. Speaking of Florida, Val Demings and Marco Rubio. This is an interesting race. It's tightened up. A lot of people didn't give Val a chance in hell. But Marco Rubio, little Marco. Little Marco. He is, uh, I think, a very flawed candidate. (laughs) And I'm just going to speak in turn here and say there's potentially some scandals coming out uh, regarding who he beds. Uh, who knows what will happen with <laughs> That's, all of What a beautiful way to put it, Ben. Yes, and it's fine. I don't care. As long as he doesn't support legislation that demonizes the people that he acts like in the bedroom. <laughs> um, all right, let's play Val Deming. And she's uh, going after Marco Rubio. 
majority of people in our nation want us to do just that. How long will you watch people being gunned down in first grade, fourth grade, high school, college, church, synagogue, a grocery store, a movie theater, a mall, and a nightclub, Congresswoman, and do nothing? That is time. Mm. I want to. And of course, now some right. people might be wondering, why does this clip hit so hard? We had the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had Parkland. Mm-hmm. And as we know, the state of Florida, if you ever keep up with crime news, it's interesting to oh, say yes. the least. So do you guys think this is a proper position for De- Val Deming and the Democrats in general when it comes to background checks, red flag laws? I mean, we just I was just reading an article on Texas. You no longer need to even register uh, any longer right. for a gun. <sighs> They've made it easier uh, to get a firearm in the state of Texas, which is bizarre because you would have thought what happened at the mm-hmm. at the Uvalde. middle school yeah. at Uvalde maybe would have changed the narrative a little bit. But it doesn't seem to be changing whatsoever in states like Texas. Do you think that this is a proper approach for Val Deming in Florida? Obviously, Marco's been in power for a long time, and he's done absolutely nothing to move the needle on what seems to be increasing gun violence affecting our children. Right. I'm just going to say that, yes, I think Val Deming is going the right route. You know, obviously, this is not just unique to Florida. It's obviously all over the country, but Florida, like the examples you just mentioned, has had its fair share of gun violence over the last few years. And it is getting ridiculous. And it's a good line of attack for Val Demings to take because she is a former cop, right? Mm -hmm. And now a current Congresswoman uh, serving. And so she can kind of fit into that Democrat mold where they're not so much about defunding the police and everything like that. In fact, this line of attack is coming from a lot of Republican Senate candidates. Uh, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin is painting Mandela Barnes to be soft on crime. And the tragic thing about all of this for me is that the only people who have actually defunded the police are Republicans. Defend the FBI. (laughs) Right, exactly. They've been calling to defund the FBI. Uh, I mean, they're they're cutting resources mm-hmm. to local governments. I mean, it's 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 so hypocritical uh, that Republicans are attacking Democrats for being soft on crime. When again, Val Demings, former cop, she's harder on crime than Marco Rubio, per his record, ever has been. It's also, you know, I'm just going through this Texas uh, permitless law. As you mentioned, law enforcement doesn't want this. Nobody wants this. Right. NRA wants it. Well, the NRA. We, we had a similar thing in Ohio, too, where the FOP was against this uh, law about letting teachers carry guns in the classroom with barely any training and permitless carry. Also, right. the FOP opposed that. They're saying it'll make crime go up. So are you for the police or are you for constitutional Second Amendment it, right carry? I don't it know. It is absolutely bizarre. And as we saw, whether it be the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, fiasco or so many other of these events that firearms, they heighten. They uh, bring situations to the next level. Mm -hmm. And that is why, again, we need to have protections in place. There's a story here uh, that I'm reading regarding the Texas permitless uh, rule. There's a man. He wanted to shoot a dude. Instead, he ended up shooting a nine-year-old. And a reporter asked, is Mr. Earl's license to carry? That was the person who committed the crime. And the lawyer said he doesn't have to be. So that in itself was not a crime. Of course, the murder of a nine-year-old boy is. Uh, So it just seems to me like these politicians, in the wake of all the tragedies that we've seen, 
in the conservative side on the, in this case are out of touch with the American people. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it as a political winner. So Val Demings, I think it's an interesting approach to take on Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio, again, a man who is so desperate to be seen as strong that he's willing to sacrifice any kind of rational, intelligent conversation or thought. Right. You know, this is just a fancy boy who has his fancy shoes. Mm. You know, he and Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz wears his debate shoes. Right, right, right. <laughs> These guys are fancy, fancy little bitches. And I think that this is a pro- this approach by Val Demings could end up getting some of those more purple voters in Florida mm-hmm. to switch from Rubio and go support her, even if they might be registered Republican. I think it's about, I think she's just, she's she's emboldened by the fact that these people need to face consequences. Same as uh, Alex Jones is facing a billion dollars that he has to pay for what he did to the Sandy Hook families, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's just emboldened by it and she's she's telling him, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. we have to face the consequences for our actions. What are you going to do? For your action. What are the consequences? Yeah. And of course, with Alex Jones, it's not a First Amendment situation. It is straight up hunting and searching uh, to destroy the lives of the parents of the Sandy Hook victims, not to get conflated, because that's that's where a lot of people are making the mistakes when having that conversation with Alex Jones. You you can't do what he did. Parents killed themselves for by because of the amount of harassment they received because of Alex Jones. Yes. Doxing is illegal. So. Wow. All right. Well, the last soundbite. Speaking of just total psychos and masculinity, (laughs) Lauren Boebert, this clip, she's talking to what both Travis and I have decided is a poor man's Kevin Sorbo and Kevin (laughs) Sorbo is a poor man's Kevin Sorbo. (laughs) So you can just imagine what this person is. So this is Lauren Boebert. This is on some shitty, uh, what are these, right-wing YouTube things? I don't know. And uh, this is just what she had to say. And the question here is, does this affect her politically at all? Or does it just continue to be more of the same? And if she just keeps on saying crazy shit, do people just end up forgetting the last crazy shit thing she said and just blindly support her ass anyway? Let's play it. We are created equal. We're not the same. Women are the lesser vessel. And we need masculinity in our lives to to balance that uh, that so-called weakness, you know, just just us being more frail and um, and needing that strength in our life. She's not really making a strong argument for guns either. Um, wow. Anyway, we're we what's happening? I don't know. What was that? She realized she messed up, too. You because, think? Because the, the, you could, she almost tried to take it back, but she'd already said it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a very Christian thing to say. We're so frail. She, yeah, but she this doesn't is, want to take it back. What? You know, yeah. It's affecting everyone. This I, this Who's going to claim masculinity? Is it mm. Josh Howley and Lauren Boebert? <laughs> or is it real men like us? <laughs> the idea of masculinity being some stupid... Uh, what's the name? Guston type character. <laughs> oh, Gustav. Gustav. From Beauty and the Beast. Is, is it Gustav? I think it's Gustav. Uh, no, it's Gustav. It's Gustav. It's, I think, I no, I think it's French. I think Ben is right. Either way, he didn't Gaston. get Gaston. Gaston. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get the gal. Instead, the gal went for a slightly more sensitive beast. No, she went okay. with the beast. She was down for well, the beast. Course. And uh, sadly enough, in the original um, which they should have kept. The Beast was actually very nice. Oh. Disney changed it. Oh. So the original Beauty and the Beast, the gal, she went to hang out with the Beast, but he was so ugly. But he was real nice to her, right? But yeah. she's like, I can't deal with it. Look at your Beast dick. This is gross, you know? <laughs> and then so she went it's and a she... children's story? Yeah. And then uh, she didn't say that, but then she went and she dated three other dudes. One was a drunk. 
One only cared about himself, and the other one was an asshole. Oh. And then she went back to the beast. Oh. See? So there you go. Interesting. Being a man requires just be cool, be, be chill, chill. <laughs> try to take care of people. And then, yeah, if push comes to shove, oh, yeah, you know, uh, do whatever you have to do <laughs> and try to avoid prison. <laughs> Men. Just lastly, the religious right, all of this stuff that we're talking about with the conservative movement right now, mm -hmm. it is tied to the religious right. They are in a heyday. The satanic panic is fully back. Mm -hmm. oh, maybe. The religious right is they, they got the Supreme Court. They got the people elected that they want to have elected. And now they got Kanye. And now they got Yee. <laughs> now, Nick Fuentes... Uh, he's one of these dudes. He was behind the more conservative CPAC. I think it was, That's what right. was it called? CCUC? What it was, was it called? CCC PAC. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they of, had MTG and Paul yep, Gozer yep. show up and all that. Elected show. politicians showed up. So Ooh. this is him on his America First podcast. Um, so this is what he had to say regarding Jesus and America. And this Jewish should inform people? you um, where many of these politicians, who they're courting, it's people like Nick Fuentes, right. who is so out of his freaking mind. He's just like, this is perfect. I better release all of this because my word salad. Oh, it's so sweet. No dressing needed <laughs> other than a clan hood. Oh. <laughs> they hate Jesus. If you, have, if you hate Jesus, you have a problem with me. Newsflash. And every Christian, this should be the, the mantra. If you hate Jesus, you have a problem with Christians. Straight up. Don't tell me religious Jews or whatever. Question, do you hate Jesus? Because if you do, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Okay. It's especially a big problem if you have any influence whatsoever. If you hate Jesus and you have influence, it's my job that you don't have influence anymore. Because I'm a real Christian. I'm not just one of these, hey, believe whatever you want. <laughs> our, our job is to save souls and get people to heaven and fight the devil. So don't tell me they're hmm. entitled to their religion. If their religion involves my Lord in hell, then they can get the fuck out of America, frankly. All right. There you what? go. And again, <laughs> the only reason we're playing that total bullshit is because this man is close with people who have political yes. power. Yeah. Yes. And when we talk about uh, theocracy. That's exactly what MTG, that's exactly what Lauren Boebert, right. that's what they want to do. And that's why they say what they say. That's why they court who they court. And it is, to say the least, exceptionally dangerous for this democratic republic as we hold on tentatively, yeah. it seems, uh, to free and fair elections. Just lastly, Donald Trump, a little insight into uh, what's going on for 2024. He has yeah. not openly announced. He did, however, hire an operative that has uh, it's alert. It's a Virginia operative, and he is going to be in a senior position for the 2024 potential campaign, which right. I can only imagine is going to be happening. And I remember earlier this year we were pontificating on whether or not Donald Trump would announce during the midterm elections, right. like before election day, and it would appear that he's not going to do that. No, nope. so he, he is must have seen that as a. It's a bad way to go. He is not. And of course, again, it continues on the Trump organization. They got a tax fraud uh, case going on right now. It's difficult to find jurors who don't know him and don't hate him. Exactly. <laughs> or know him and like him. It's just I actually don't know if you're a juror and you don't know him. Are you capable of being a juror? Uh, no, you're right. technically not. <laughs> I mean, like, 
It's the same problem Roger Stone had in the DC court system. It was like, (laughs) all the jurors know me and they hate my guts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, we will keep you updated on everything that's going on. Again, November 8th is the election, but we got another episode for you this week. But that's just a little bit of a recap on some of the debates. Some of some it's heating po- up out there. Yep, some policies that are going forward and a couple of politicians in the news. If you're in North Carolina, if you're in the 13th district of North Carolina, pay attention. It seems like a really interesting race and it could have a lot. Uh, it could have a big impact mm-hmm. on the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Wiley Nickel. Wiley Nickel. Don't let no big fancy quarter in there. No, you would never want a quarter. I'm happy for North Carolina. I'm glad the, the bad districting is ended. Oh, and yeah. They, and they get proper representation. Mm. Finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of oh. course, it's going to Supreme Court, so yeah. we'll see we'll what see. happens after that. <laughs> right. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.